Hello everybody and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. This is your home for tips, insight and discussion on the Premier League Championship, League One and League Two. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Absolutely delighted to be uh, back with a domestic show. No more international breaks until March. Fantastic. I love it. Um, Let's have a quick recap of last week. Um, Very, very briefly, it's a podcast that, as I said to you um, before we came on out, Tom, that I wish we never recorded. (laughs) (laughs) It was a... uh, a horrendous week for um, for betting. So if you didn't listen last week, we did a League One and League Two special um, because they were only the real games that were on last weekend. And I think literally the opposite to every single result aside from one or two happened. So It was, uh, it was crazy. Uh, obviously, yeah. we follow numerous accounts on social media that are in the kind of betting industry and and yeah, it didn't seem like there was many winners uh, going on. The fact, I mean, it's the most 2020 thing that Scunthorpe and Southend won in the same weekend. That is, yeah. that is absolutely mind-boggling. So, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed doing the show, but the wow, the results were absolutely crazy. But that time we were focusing on maybe a league and a half. Now, obviously, we've got four leagues all at full tilt. Uh, we did also, Tom, a little Twitter special. Uh, we tweeted three out of four winners on the international scene um, as well uh, during midweek. Uh, we got Latvia at 8-11. to 11. They won 4-0. We got France at 11-20. to 20. They won 4-2. And we even got Azerbaijan double chance in the back of the net at 8-11. to 11. Uh, just Malta that let us down. We tipped them to win at two to one, and and uh, they went ahead. But the Faroe Islands pulled a goal back and and won all. So some good form on social media. Hoping to continue that into the show. As ever, we'll uh, go through the Premier League, Championship, League One, and League Two, bring you our betting highlights from each division. Uh, shall we go straight into the Premier League with Saturday's games? So we start off with a 12.30 kickoff. It's Newcastle against Chelsea. 5-1 to one for Newcastle, 15-4 to four for the draw and 4-9 to nine for Chelsea to get the win. Um, I don't know about you, but if Chelsea can pick up their form that they had before the international break, then they're not a bad price to win this game. 4-9 to nine for this Chelsea side who have won four on the bounce, no losses in eight consecutive games. Uh, keeping things very tight at the back now. Just one goal conceded in their last six games across all competitions. Uh, So for me, I'm going to side with the Blues. Uh, I think they should get the job done here. I always feel like St. James Park is a bit of a tricky place to go. Newcastle could either be good or terrible, but um, I'd be confident in Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, one thing you can guarantee is uh, Bruce is going to roll up to the game in his... Well, three five two five three two. I don't know whatever, whichever way you want to spin it. He's going to have five at the back without the ball for a midfield, uh, and probably just Callum Wilson rolling around up top. So I think <laughs> the longer it goes on without a goal, I think obviously that's when Newcastle will grow into confidence. Chelsea can get an early goal. It will be uh, it will be all over. 
Let's move into the second game then, which is Aston Villa against Brighton. Uh, Aston Villa 23 to 20, the draw 13 to 5, Brighton 21 to 10. However, I'm going to ignore all those prices and I'm going to go for both teams to score, which is 8 to 13. Uh, reason being that I'm going to go for that is because between these two sides, uh, for the last six consecutive games, there has been both teams to score. Uh, so good historical form and both sides have generally been pretty good at finding the net this season. You know, we've seen Villa uh, thump some of the bigger sides, you know, three past Arsenal, seven past Liverpool, uh, one past Villa, three past Southampton. So they're more than capable of scoring goals. Obviously, Jack Grealish in really good form during the international break as well. Uh, and Brighton have scored in all of their away games so far this season. Um, and also in five of the last six Premier League games, just one blank uh, being drawn against Burnley most recently. So for me, it seems like there's goals all over the place. So both teams to score is kind of a logical uh, route to go down. Yeah, and I've got a three to one tip uh, that I want to throw out there. So it's nice and tasty. Regular listeners to the show won't be surprised to hear that I'm going to go for Villa to win and both teams to score. Uh, it's one of my favourite bets is the result slash both teams to score. Villa, 3-1, to one, coming off the back of that uh, win against Arsenal. A few question marks before that fixture, I think it's fair to say. Um, they had kind of started off like a house on fire and fallen off a little bit, but that firmly cemented that uh, this Villa side should be looking you know, probably towards a mid-table finish. And as much as I love Graham Potter and Brighton, I just don't see them having enough. I I see Villa scoring two. I don't see Brighton scoring two, to be honest with you. No, that's that's fair. Um, I did see that Brighton have got the biggest difference between expected points and actual points in the whole of uh, Europe's top five leagues. And do you know what? That will... I'm not saying that I'm a genius, by the way, but that that's a perfect example of of why why I like them because I feel like every time I watch them, they play well, they just end up losing, yeah. and that that's probably a perfect stat to back that up. Uh, I, yeah. They're going to be fine. I'm 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 very confident that they're going to be okay, and I I think they're gonna they're gonna go on and be a Premier League club for a few years yet, but yeah. For all the good performances, they've won one out of eight games this season. Yeah, yeah they need to uh, improve that one. I guess if, if more pain and Trossard aren't in amongst the goals, you kind of wonder where they're going to come from. But uh, yes. yeah, something, something for them to uh, to work on. But let's look at the 5.30 game. Tottenham against Man City. 3-1 to one for Spurs. A big price at home. 3-1 to one again for the draw. 4-5 to five for Manchester City. Um we're recording as the England against Iceland game is ongoing. Uh, Harry Kane starts his third consecutive England game. I don't think that is going to please Mourinho, especially considering <laughs> this one's a dead rubber. Yep. <laughs> Anything that you'd uh, like to tip for this game? You know, Spurs on very good form, second in the league, just lost once this season. Uh, Man City, you know, so-so, uh, but, you know, very, very capable, of course. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two ways to spin Man City. Uh, look at the league table. They're 10th. That's absolutely nowhere near good enough. You look at their recent form and 
and everything. They haven't lost in the last nine games, and they haven't lost any of the last eight games on the road either. So definitely, you know, more to be wary about than uh, people think. That being said, I am leaning towards uh, Tottenham. Harry Kane, barring an injury um, in this England game, is going on or in training or anything. He's going to start. Um, Gabriel Jesus, I'm not sure if he's 100% fit or not. I'd have to, I'd have to double check that. And obviously, Aguero's out. Ferran Torres, hat trick for Spain in midweek, but. You know, I, I worry. I worry for City without a recognised number nine, and for yeah. that reason, I'm going to go for Tottenham at three to one. But I expect it to be a really tight game. Yeah, yeah. So you think a tight game, not kind of a uh, free flowing goals all over the place. You're, you're thinking maybe like a, I don't know, a one nil, two one, maybe something like that. Yeah, I really don't think it's going to be anything. You know too crazy I think it'll be yeah. pretty tight uh, maybe a 1-0 a 1-1 possibly the draw is also 3-1 to one. Um, I suppose you could have a look at double chance Tottenham I do like that that's 10-11 to 11. that's a good price yeah uh, but, price. but again it's very scary because City haven't lost in the last nine on the road so mm. okay well plenty to think about there uh, Manchester United against West Brom for me, not too much to think about in this game. And that is avoid Man United like a bloody barge pole, like the plague, like the coronavirus. You do not want to go anywhere near Man United at 3-10 to 10 for me. Um, shorter than 1-3. to three. They're the shortest price of any team in the league this weekend. And, you know, they're at home to West Brom in, I guess... Uh, Ordinary circumstances, you'd think Manchester United would win this game at a canter, but United on a terrible run of home form, their worst home re- their worst home run in Premier League history, I believe. Uh, so even though it's against West Brom, who haven't got a win yet, I wouldn't fancy them at all. No, no, not at all. West Brom, I mean, this is this is as you know, trying to spin things in the most biased way possible. But West Brom coming off decent form for them. Uh, 0-0 with Burnley, 1-1 with Brighton. They did lose to Fulham and then they pushed Tottenham all the way until Kane uh, scored in the last minute. So they're showing signs that they can be difficult and that, as well as how bad United have been, is just the biggest red flag for United you could possibly imagine. Yeah. And I'm not advocating here going going for West Brom at all. To be honest, I no. just avoid this game from a betting point of view. But um, to go against Manchester United, uh, West Brom have won three of the last five visits to Old Trafford. Wow. There you go. And that's spanning back uh, through to 2014. So six years. So the last six years... Uh, three wins in five games at Old Trafford. So they've not got a bad record there. No, no, they don't. Let's move to Sunday then. Fulham against Everton. Fulham 14-5. to The draw also 14-5. to Everton 9-10. to uh, Anything that you like straight off here? I feel like I don't trust either of these, to be honest. No, no, I remember saying a couple of weeks ago, I think it was when Everton lost to Southampton. 
we flirted with maybe having them against Newcastle. And I said yeah. that I wanted to see how that Newcastle game panned out um, because I didn't think that Everton were equipped for a top four challenge, even when, you know, Hammers was lighting it up, et cetera, et cetera. And, and yeah, they've lost three on the spin. I don't trust them. I don't trust Fulham. I just don't want to go anywhere near this game from a betting perspective at all. No, no. It's crazy how much of a, how much of a difference Richarlison uh, seems to make to Everton. You know, leading yeah. the press, leading, leading the, the front line. Um, you know, I, I saw a stat. I can't quite remember it exactly off the top of my head, but it's something like when Richarlison hasn't started a league game, Everton haven't won. Something wow. ridiculous like that. And to be honest with you, I thought he, I feel like he's a bit overrated as well. He's not really my cup of tea, but clearly I'm I'm wrong. He's obviously a really important player. Yeah, yeah, definitely seems to be. Um, but yeah, no bet for that game, guys. That's uh, an absolute minefield. Um, Sheffield United West Ham then is the two o'clock on Sunday, two to one for the Blaze to get their first win of the season, nine to four for the draw. And seven to five for West Ham. Uh, I feel like if you're looking at all the stats, you, you're seeing no wins in ten consecutive games for Sheffield United, uh, without a clean sheet, obviously, in, in ten consecutive games. And then West Ham, a team very much uh, more so on the up. You know, they've beaten Leicester, drew with Spurs, drew with Man City, lost narrowly to Liverpool before the international break. So. Statistically, uh, and on form, it, it points to a seven to five for West Ham. But there's something I don't entirely trust about that. I don't know what it is, but no, I disagree. I'm happy to no. no I, I'm happy to go full West Ham here. Um, said at the start of the season, Sheffield United were in for a real tough, tough season this year. Proving the case, they've scored one goal at home so far this season. I think they've scored uh, four in total um, in the league. And they've conceded 14, goal difference minus 10, bottom of the league, one point. It's, I could go on and on. And to be honest with you, I've got three bets that I'd like to Ooh. tip people. I think this is a, a good opportunity. We're going to start off with my favourite and the one that pays the most, which is West Ham to win and both teams to score no. Uh, it's priced at three to one, so this is going against a team, as you said, that's not one in ten and scored one goal at home all season. However, I don't think West Ham are going to batter anybody. Uh, I think it's just going to be one or two nil. So both teams to score no is ten to eleven. I like that as well. And then I also like under two point five goals. That is priced at. Four to six. I think there's a lot of good prices and a lot of profit to be made from this game. Okay. I think I'd be most interested in the uh, both teams to score no and West Ham to win and uh, both teams to score no. Well, it's three to one, Tom. Yeah, yeah, I, li I like them. I think there's some good finds there. So next we go to Leeds against Arsenal. Leeds price at nine to four, the draw five to two and Arsenal 23 to 20. Um, again, I'm going to just avoid the result and I'm looking at both teams to score at 4-7. to seven. The price isn't great for this, but 
you know, both sides seem to be pretty patchy at the back in recent weeks. Um, Leeds, you know, after their fantastic start, have gone and shipped four to Leicester and four to Palace. You know, you questioned questioned their defence. You got slaughtered for it on social media. You've been proven right. Um, Arsenal, obviously we've seen them concede three to Villa. Shambolic at the back. Uh, And they've been struggling to keep clean sheets themselves, you know, across all competitions. I just think both teams seem to be blowing very hot and cold, which makes me not fancy any kind of result. So both teams to score, capitalise on struggling defences seems to be the way to go for me. Yeah, when when you can, in your mind, you can clearly see all three results happening. I think that that's a sign to walk away. Yeah, I, I could see Leeds winning and Arsenal doing a typical Arsenal and not be not defending properly. I can see a draw because they both struggle, as you said, and I can see Arsenal winning because Leeds have been dreadful at the back. So I think from a betting perspective, that just tells you you need to uh, you need to walk away. Yeah, absolutely. So Liverpool Leicester then is the final game um, of Sunday. Liverpool ten to eleven, the draw twenty nine to ten, Leicester thirteen to five. Um, another one to walk away from, considering Liverpool are going to be without Salah, Van Dijk, Joe Gomez, uh, possibly Fabinho. Or do you reckon they've got enough in the in the tank to to beat this Leicester side? Uh, no, I'm I'm actually going on the side of Leicester here. Um, I think there's that many defensive injuries for Liverpool. Uh, there's going to be so much uncertainty. Uh, the injury list, etc. Um, Van Dijk, Gomez, Alexander-Arnold, Robertson, Matip, Williams, Milner. That's crazy. I mean, some of them might play by Saturday, you know, there's, there's or Sunday. Sorry, there's a long time. Things can happen, but. You know, certain players, yeah. such as Gomez, is injured for a long time. Robertson, likely to play. Uh, but they're all, you know, even if some of those players do play, um, then, you know, uh, they're still going to be rusty. I'm going to go for Leicester. Uh, um, double chance, Tom. Four yeah. to five. Okay. I think Leicester are top of the league. They're top for a reason. They've won six out of eight. They're playing really good football at the moment. Uh, their their style has changed, obviously, um, since Brendan Rodgers has come in. And I really like the look of the the kind of Harvey Barnes, Jamie Vardy, and then whoever else is is playing on that on that other side. Whether that's you know Albrighton, whether that's Under or whoever. And yeah, I'm I'm all in on Leicester. I think. You know, I'm not confident enough to tip them for a win at 13 to five, but with the amount of injuries, I think you got to be looking at top of the league, and rightfully so, Leicester, not to get beat four to five. Yeah, you, you didn't mention it in your uh, list of injuries there, but so just to reiterate, Salah with uh, COVID 19, so he won't be playing any part in this game. So again, another negative on uh, the side of Liverpool there. Yeah, it's a massive test, and uh, yeah. I, I I like Leicester this season. I think they could possibly gate crash the top four again, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think double chance for me. Okay, right. Monday then, 
Burnley against Palace is the exciting 5.30 game. 17 to 10 for Burnley. 21 to 10 for the draw. 7 to 4 for Crystal Palace. Um, you know, if this, there's a reason they scrapped the pay-per-view, isn't there? I don't think this one would get many, <laughs> many fans paying for this. Um, for me, you know, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, I don't know who's going to win it, but uh, for me, under 2.5 goals, which is priced at four to seven. So, you know, the bookies agree. It's not the best price, but historically between these two, historically the games between these two sides as well haven't featured many goals. Uh, the last In the last seven games, six of them have again been under 2.5. So, you know, it's not a game that's been known for its entertainment and considering the form that they're on this season, I think it's going to be the same again. Yes, I totally agree. Um, I'm happy to move on. <laughs> so the final game is Wolves against Southampton. Wolves 5-4. to four. The draw 23-10. to 10, Southampton 11-5. to five. Um, I feel like this is kind of a battle between two sides who... I've got a great shot of at least getting a Europa League place based on uh, their current form and the forms of other teams in the league this season. I have no idea which way to go. It's one of them, like you say, with Leeds-Arsenal. You could see all three results. For me, uh, I could see all three results here. Yeah, this is like a, a best of the rest, isn't it, basically? Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah totally agree with you, mate. I uh, can see all three results, and I've said on the podcast numerous times, Southampton are probably the one team that scare me every single week. When they look like they should win, they can throw in a loss. When they go away to, to big teams, I can see them causing an upset, and I just I just don't like betting with or against Southampton. Completely agree. Completely agree. So just before we dive into the championship, guys, uh, we are going to just give a quick nod to the podcast sponsors, Manscaped. So we want to thank them for their support of the show. Uh, So Manscaped, they do all different kinds of men's grooming products for your downstairs region. Uh, They've even released a a weed whacker at the moment, which is designed for nose and ear hair. Uh, They're kind of revolutionizing the men's grooming game. And we are fortunate enough to be able to offer you 20% off and free shipping on any product with the code FBP20 at the checkout. So head to manscaped.com for all of that. Yeah, and I think we now is a good time to also mention the Twitter competition that you've put out there as well, Tom. Yeah. So um if i believe correct me if i'm wrong but i believe if you head over to our twitter which is t underscore fb podcast uh, you'll see it pinned at the top what you're going to do is retweet and tag a couple of friends in that tweet and you are in with a chance of winning a weed whacker for yourself yep absolutely it's also on facebook as well so if you head to the facebook page uh, facebook.com slash football betting podcast it's basically the facebook equivalent share it and tag two friends, and uh, we'll be giving away one weed whacker across the platform, so uh, make sure you get involved there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that weed whacker is worth about 50 quid, so uh, yeah. yeah, it's a decent price. 
Um, okay, right, championship then. Looking at all these games, we've got a full fixture list across the weekend. Anything which uh, takes your fancy straight away? I mean, we have to look at Bristol City, I think, uh, straight off the bat. Playing against bottom of the league, managerless, Derby County, midst of a takeover, one goal from open play all season. I could do a whole podcast on how bad Derby have been this year. Um, Bristol City started off like a house on fire, lost a bit of form, and then beat Huddersfield and Cardiff away to renew a bit more optimism. Uh, so happy to take the Robins on the nose, 23 to 20. Completely aware that, you know, the Rooney, Rossinia, Given trio are going to be in the dugout and possibly that could have an effect. But, you know, I'm I'm still happy to take Bristol City 23 to 20. Yeah, OK. Uh, for me, um, I'm going to kind of stick the knife in a little bit to our own club, Forest. We go away to Barnsley this weekend and... Under no circumstances can I see Forrest coming away with three points. So we're going to go for Barnsley on the double chance, which is four to nine. Um, not the best price, but, you know, four to nine for either Barnsley to win or draw. Barnsley have lost just one of their last seven championship games. Whilst Forrest are in, they're in decent form under Chris Hutton. Again, lost uh, one of their last seven championship games, but... As a fan, this is the kind of game that I know we do not win. And I'm sure you'll probably agree with me on that one, Tom, unless you think we're going to conjure up something magical this weekend. But typically, Forest go away to tough, tricky, lower lower table, you know, lower to mid table clubs like Barnsley and really, really struggle. So uh, that's why I think double chance Barnsley or draw should be something you can bet on comfortably this weekend. Yeah, proofs in the pudding. Um, although both under Sabri Lamucci, the last two visits uh, yielded a one uh, nil loss and a one nil loss, I believe. So uh, yeah, hundred percent, you're spot on. Uh, this is definitely a game that I can see Forest losing. Uh, there's an early kickoff. The lunchtime kickoff on Saturday is uh, promotion favourites. I think they are now. Uh, against the ex-Twitter promotion favourites. So we got Bournemouth against Reading. Um, I think... Hang on, hang on. You you tell me people on Twitter thought Reading were going to win the league, even though they'd started well. Oh, God. Give over. It's just not going to happen. And they've lost their last three games. Uh, They've lost at home Stoke, 3-0. Home to Preston, 3-0. And away at Coventry, 3-2. So they've conceded nine goals in three games. Uh, Actually, if you want to go back one more, they beat uh, Blackburn 4-2. So 11 in four, if you want to include that one as well. Mm. Bournemouth priced at 7-10. Bournemouth really settling in under uh, Jason Tindall. He looks like he's he's got a good grasp of things at uh, Dean Court or the Vitality. And yeah, I'm I'm going for Reading. Uh, so <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going for Bournemouth. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> Sorry, I'm going for Bournemouth. Uh, seven to ten. It's not the best price this weekend, but I can see why. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> going for Reading. Whoops. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, it jumped into my mouth then. I was I thinking, don't. eh? I <laughs> <know>. <laughs> right. Um, so it's November and hmm. Tony Pulis has a job. <laughs> um, this is strange. This is the kind of guy you'd usually wheel out in like January or February, isn't it? When uh, you need saving from relegation. So Tony Pulis has uh, been announced over the international period as the new Sheffield Wednesday manager. Um, they go away to Preston this weekend. And to be fair, it's probably one of the better games that you could want to start your uh, tenure with because Preston are the worst performing team at home in the championship. Um, they've played five home games this season and they've lost five times. So really, really poor. They've got all their points away from home. Um, they're the top away side in the division, but, you know, at home, absolutely woeful. And Sheffield Wednesday, who could get that new manager bounce under Tony Pulis, a massive 11-5 to 5 to get the win. And I really like that price. You know, Sheffield Wednesday, you know, they've not been in fantastic form themselves. That's why they sacked Gary Monk. But we see it so often. New manager comes in. The team gets a bounce, especially against this team like Preston, who are really struggling with form at home. It's a big, big price. It's definitely worth looking at. 100%. Definitely worth looking at. Um, TP, I'm just delighted to have him back in the league. I'll be honest with you. I think it's a terrible appointment. Um, But I'm (laughs) delighted to have him back in the league. Any league with Pulis and Warnock in is my kind of league. And that segues me nicely to... Top of the table clash almost. Uh, we got Middlesbrough in seventh and we've got Norwich in third. Uh, say that with surprise uh, because I think, Tom, we had Middlesbrough around mid to lower table, didn't we? We did. And we did. Uh, they've started off really well. Will it last? I don't know. Uh, but Is it boring? Yes, it is. Is it boring? <laughs> yes, it is. Nine, um, nine goals scored, five conceded in 11 <laughs> games. Um <laughs> So, yeah, they are the um, third lowest scorers in the league with, as you can imagine, the best defence. Um, so, yeah, which is why that leads me, Tom, nicely to the under market of 2.5 goals, priced at 8 to 13. Norwich are swashbuckling and they've got the ability to put Two, three past most teams, but this Middlesbrough team, forget it. This is going to be squeaky. This is going to be tight. It's going to be under yeah. 2.5. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I had, I was going to take that one myself, uh, but you got there first. So, yeah, completely agree with that one. Um, I'm going to look at Stoke against Huddersfield. 10 to 11 is the price for Stoke, and that's who I fancy to win this game uh, this weekend. Stoke have been... A little bit hit and miss uh, in recent weeks. You know, they had a great win against Brentford at home, backed that up with a loss away to Swansea, came fighting back with a win against Rotherham, narrowly lost to Watford and then battered Reading 3-0. So this Stoke side, they're scoring generally, scoring plenty of goals. Um, I think they're just going to have too much, I think, for this Huddersfield side. I feel like every season... Uh, since Stoke have been in the championship, people have predicted them to kind of be up there, at least in the playoffs. 
they're currently in eighth, uh, one point outside. So I think this could be the season. If they can get a little bit more consistency, um, then they could definitely cement a playoff pay place this season. So I think three points for Stoke should be a, a fairly routine one this weekend. Yep. Uh, final thing from me before, if you've got anything to add, Tom, it's a half banana skin and a half tip. Uh, so Brentford away at Wickham this weekend. I'll be honest with you, I'm not 100% sure I fancy Brentford. Uh, they've been a little bit patchy. I wouldn't be surprised if they went there and won, obviously. But Wickham have shown some real signs of life, uh, despite losing to Forest uh, the last time out. So I'm not that confident to tip Brentford. But I will say that I do like Ivan Tony to score any time. It's priced at four to five. He's got uh, 10 goals in 11 games so far this season. Uh, we all know that Wickham have struggled this season, especially uh, keeping clean sheets, etc. Tony coming to town, it, it kind of feels a bit inevitable. Um, so, yeah, that's my little tip there. He is smashing it, isn't he? Really is. Yeah. Um, do you know what? Just off topic, I always think there are two clubs who replace strikers exceptionally well, Peterborough yeah. and Brentford. So, coincidentally, Arvin Tony's gone from Peterborough to yeah. Brentford. But, but usually, Brentford and Peterborough both replace their strikers really, really well. So... If I was another club, say a championship club or a lower Premier League club, why just chuck money at like the scouts or whoever's making these recruitment decisions at Peterborough and Brentford? You know, is that too simplistic of me to say that? But no. Peterborough have been doing it for the best part of like ten years, and it's you know they've yo-yoed between the champ and League One, but just hire them, hire them up. Whoever's hiring these, whoever's uh, recruiting these strikers, because they're fantastic at their job. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Uh, you'd like to think that clubs keep tabs on staff members just the same way that they yeah. keep tabs on uh, on players, right? So 100%, yeah. you, you'd expect that. And and yeah, the, the boys at Peterborough and obviously Brentford, everyone knows about their um, recruitment strategy, etc. Um, they'll do well to keep hold of them, you imagine. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, right, okay, let's move to League One then. And I guess, speaking about Peterborough, shall we start with Peterborough? Uh, 10 to 11 to get a win this weekend against Blackpool. They sit top of the league still with Peterborough, despite their um, unexpected defeat to Crewe last weekend. Just one of the many banana skins that we kind of alluded to at the start of the pod. But I think they're going to have too much for this Blackpool side who, you know, they've picked up a little bit in recent weeks. You know, they've gone from hovering around the relegation zone to hovering around lower mid-table now. But I think with Peterborough's firepower at home, Sir Ricky, Johnson, Clark, Harris, you know, they're all in, they're all in amongst the goals this season. They've got Mo Isu, who hasn't even been firing all cylinders so far this season, still to come. Um, so I think for me, Peterborough to get another win. They've won four, four out of the last five games at home, scoring at least two goals in every home game uh, in the league. So... Yeah, for me, if Pierre scored two, Blackpool won't score two. They'll win the game. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, let's talk about Doncaster. Doncaster and Sunderland. Big game, really, uh, towards the top end of League One. Um, I'm going to go for Doncaster double chance. 
Uh, it is one to two, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Um, but essentially, to summarise it, Sunderland are doing that thing again <laughs> where they've lost three in a row across uh, three different competitions. People are starting to freak out a little bit. There's a lot of pressure on Phil Parkinson going into this game. And Doncaster have been decent at home. Played five, won three, drew one, lost one, scored 11 goals. You know, they're, they're a, sticky, a sticky little side. And they've got themselves looking up rather than down. And double chance for me seems like a really good, uh, really good bet. Like I said, I wish it was a better price, but uh, Doncaster double chance. Yeah. I think there's going to be goals in this one as well because both teams are really struggling to keep clean sheets at the moment. Uh, you've got Doncaster who have had both teams to score in six of the last seven games. Sunderland who have had both teams to score in five of the last seven games and four to five is the price for both teams to score. Because, uh, yeah, I thought it'd be a little bit less than that considering they're both struggling to keep clean sheets. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay, another game that I think is going to be both teams to score uh, is Portsmouth against Crew. Um, so Portsmouth, Port, Portsmouth, mm. Portsmouth, the home side, uh, sixth in the league, won three out of the last five games, just the one loss amongst that. Crew currently in twelfth position. However, their recent form has really picked up. Um, they've beaten Peterborough, as we mentioned, two nil, and also Oxford two nil in their last couple of games. So really, really impressive results there. I think both teams have scored, which is 10 to 11, another good price. As we've seen, Crew seems to be more than capable of scoring goals against these um, kind of sides that are at the upper levels of, of this league. And then Portsmouth, you know, again, a team more than capable of scoring goals. Uh, two most recently against Plymouth three against Ipswich, and then before that, three against Lincoln, four against Northampton. So very much in amongst the goals for Portsmouth. So again, you've got two sides who are scoring plenty of goals. So I think 10 to 11 for both teams to score is probably the logical way to go here. Yeah, totally agree with that one, Tommy. Um, let's go to Portman Road. We, we're going to tip Ipswich. They've, yeah, they've lost three in a row and we're going to tip them against a team that is unbeaten in the last four. But let me explain. Let me explain more. So first of all, uh, Ipswich are priced at five to six. So that's the tip. Ipswich's record in the league this season is played five, one five at home. They haven't conceded a goal at Portman Road as of yet. They are playing against the Shrewsbury side. When you look at these two teams' form a little closer, things start to become a lot clearer. So Ipswich's losses that I mentioned, the three in a row, 2-1 away at Sunderland, things happen. Okay, Sunderland are a decent side. FA Cup, lost at home to Portsmouth, rotation, etc., not the priority. Then lost away at Crawley in the Football League Trophy South. Okay, I don't think we can read too much into that. Then we have a look at Shrewsbury. In League One, they drew 3-3 with Swindon. Swindon, by all accounts, obviously just lost Richie Wellens. They are not a good side at this level. Uh, I expect them to be in the lower third with Shrewsbury. 
in the Football League Trophy North, they beat Crew. Obviously, you know, we don't read too much into that competition. And the FA Cup, they beat Cambridge 2-0. Um, Cambridge, obviously, of League 2. When you look into it a little closer and you look at the competitions and the rotation and the mindset of the, the manager and the players, I think it becomes evident that it's kind of masking over the quality of each side. So I'm still confident Ipswich 5-6 to six, back to winning ways in League One action at Portman Road. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that one, definitely. Uh, see, we stabbed them in the back for a, a number of weeks, but let's jump back on board. Yes. Oh, they should win this weekend. Yeah. Uh, no more from me, though, in League One. Any from you? <clears throat> um, the only one that I'm looking towards is uh, Charlton. <clears throat> Charlton have got a winning streak of six games in League One, home and away. And they've won their last three away from home. Playing against a Gillingham side that is a little bit of a bag of revels, to be honest with you. Um, They're very hard to put your finger on. The only thing I can put my finger on is the fact that Charlton have won four out of five on the road and Gillingham have won two out of six at home. Charlton have got a very good feel-good factor right now. Uh, They're fourth in the league. They've got two games in hand uh, on Peterborough and only three points away from them. They've obviously been taken over. And everything seems to be very rosy. So I do like Charlton, Tom, at six to five. That's true. That is a good price. Um, you can't really go against a team that have won like six on the bounce, can you? No, no, not at all. <laughs> especially Gillingham. The only thing is, it's an early kickoff, so it scares the life out of me. If this was a three o'clock, I'd be all over it. Yeah, but I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. As many people appreciate the curse of the early kickoff. Oh but, man, you know, it's Charlton, yeah, uh, it's real. The profit chasers really, yeah. really let you know when you've uh, when you've tipped an early kickoff game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway, Charlton. I saw on social media uh, the new owner has given away a Range Rover to one of the fans. There's a competition amongst Charlton fans to win a Range Rover. I'll be honest with you, and it, this is going to sound absolutely awful. Just you're you're going to roll your eyes, honestly. But right. I just I don't really like the fact that the new owner is so active on social media. Uh, Thomas Sandgard, he posts a lot of pictures of himself in sunglasses with a guitar, with a Charlton Athletic uh, scarf around his neck. Um, He posts a lot of pictures of himself. I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. It just reminds me of um, Alan Hardy, for example, at Notts County. Although we are yet to see a penis picture from uh, Thomas (laughs) Hopefully we don't. But, But yeah, just a quick comment. Yeah, well, it's fine. I think it's one of those things. It's absolutely fine. It's great. Everyone loves it when the team's winning and doing well. But when the team isn't winning and things kind of go the other way, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not good. I think I'm just grumpy. The fact that my two oh, yeah. favourite managers in the EFL, uh, Warnock and Pulis, probably probably tells you a story. That says about, everything. About that says everything. Things. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. League two then. For me, I'll, I'll kick us off with Exeter to get a victory at home to Oldham. Um, three to four is the price for Exeter to get Exeter to get the win. No losses in 13 consecutive games. Uh, currently in fourth in the league. Oldham, on the other hand, without a clean sheet in 10 consecutive games. And um, they threw one of the absolute spanners in the works last weekend when they lost to Scunthorpe um, 2-0 at home. So, you know, we thought Oldham were going to be doing all right. Uh, they're on decent-ish form. They've won three in a row across all competitions before Scunthorpe came to town. Nope, three in a 2-0 wobbly. So for me, Oldham are crap and Exeter will win this one comfortably this weekend. Absolutely unforgivable result. Unforgivable. Unforgivable. And let's talk, Tom. That's an absolutely wonderful segue into my next tip, which is Cheltenham at home to Walsall, who also did the unforgivable and lost to Southend at home. This is the more unforgivable, actually. This is the more unforgivable because Southend were about five to one, I think. Uh, for this, it was absolutely just mind blowing. Um, they've lost three in a row, Walsall, and they're going away to Cheltenham, who are in third in the league, our favourites to win the whole thing and become a League One team next year. I hope they get battered, and I think they will. Five to six for Cheltenham. Yeah, I completely agree with that one. Um, I just had one more. Uh, for me, and that's Crawley on the double chance in their game against Carlisle. Crawley, not a team we tip often on the podcast, but they're one to two to either win or draw against Carlisle. This is an early kickoff, one thirty, but um, Crawley unbeaten so far at home this season. Uh, played five, won four, drawn one, conceded just two goals across those five games, scored twelve, so over two a game on average. And Carlisle, on, on the other hand. Uh, no clean sheets in the last nine consecutive games. Uh, just won one on the road from their six games this season. So if they can continue this strong home form, Crawley, uh, then they should have more than enough to get at least a uh, a draw out of this game. Nice. I like it. Uh, final one for me. Uh, I just have one more. I was flirting with possibly looking at Salford. Uh, they're evens at home to Bradford. They haven't lost. I think it's something at the Pen- It's called the Peninsula Stadium, I think, right? I think they haven't lost in the last eight games at home, but there's just something about them, and there's something about that 2 0 loss away at Bolton which scares the life out of me. So I think I'm going to wait one more week for them. Um, it's a bit of a weird one, but Harrogate, double chance, two to five. So we're not going to spend too much time on it because it's a very short price. But they're playing against the Leighton Orient side that really struggled at home this season. Uh, played five and won just one. And Harrogate, away from home, have played six and lost two. Winning three and drawing one. Uh, they've proven that they're a plucky little side. Uh, 12th in the league above Leighton Orient in the standings. Uh, obviously, they've got Jack Muldoon, who has got seven and nine. Um, he's been really crucial for them. And yeah, I just don't think they'll get beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. 
Uh, well, I think that then wraps up everything, so I've not got any more. So shall we uh, go through Bonfrey Trebles for this week? Yep, so this is the part of the show where me and Tom go through all of our knowledge, research, general gut feeling, and we put together two uh, trebles for you. So we have a traditional uh, to win treble, then we have like a bit of a special treble uh, that we throw out there. We back our own bets with £10 stakes, but we only want you to bet what you can afford to lose. So please gamble responsibly. All right, so we are going to uh, read out the traditional to win treble first. This is nicknamed the revenge treble, a dish served best cold. So Cheltenham at home to Walsall, five to six. Exeter at home to Oldham, three to four. And Ipswich, although Shrewsbury didn't do anything wrong to us, we just think Ipswich are going to win. Ipswich at home to Shrewsbury. Five to six. Ten pounds on will return you sixty-one seventy-six. Yeah, I like that. And uh, hopefully Oldham and Walsall get what's coming to them. <laughs> get what they deserve. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I like that treble, obviously, um, which leaves me to read out the special treble for this weekend. We're going to go for a both teams to score treble, which is going to be um, in the Premier League, Leeds against Arsenal, four to seven. Portsmouth against Crewe, 10 to 11. Doncaster against Sunderland, 4 to 5. 10 pound stake returns 56 70. And of course, that's both teams to score in all of those games I've just read out. Lovely. Happy days. So there you go, Profit Chasers. There are your trebles. Uh, so good luck. Send in your bet slips if you're getting on with us, and uh, hopefully, we can relish in some profit together. So we're just going to talk about fancy football really quick, uh, but we do want to let the Profit Chasers know that the prize pack has changed. Uh, This is not our decision. Uh, The prize pack has changed. So instead of it being a £20 free bet and a free mystery shirt box, it's just going to be the £20 free bet. We apologize for any inconvenience or if anyone feels misleaded. Happy to talk to anyone about it uh, over our contact which is Twitter, T underscore FB podcast, Facebook, facebook.com slash football betting podcast or football betting podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. And if you have enjoyed the show, guys, we really appreciate it. If you could leave a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts, you know, five stars, 100 ratings on iTunes. So we're really happy with that. And thank you for everyone who has taken the time to review us over the last kind of, However many years we've been doing this now. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we got a couple of reviews, didn't we, um, last week or so. So thank you very much to everyone that did that. It really does help us a lot. So, yeah, keep that up. Thank you. That's it then. We're done for another week. Yeah. Happy to have domestic football back. Oh, Yeah, in in its entirety, obviously. Um, Last week was a nightmare. Hopefully this week has uh, turned a new page for everybody and the bookies get get what's coming to them again. Revenge week. You know, we've got the revenge trouble. Hopefully this is revenge week. The punters take back control and uh, get a few winners in there. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you very much for taking the time to tune in. Take care. <laughs>